0: Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, Christmas is fast approaching us and often we can get very caught up in the organisations of the Christmas day, can get caught up in the presents, the events, and then it just feels like there's another event and another event and another event. Um, Sometimes we can get caught up in having the perfect Christmas menu, um, extended family, your immediate family, For some, Christmas can be a difficult season. Sometimes Christmas can bring up some raw feelings and emotions or even memories. But as we come up into Christmas, I encourage each and every single one of us that we will not lose the main focus of Christmas, but we would focus and put our attention onto Jesus Christ. We would put our attention onto Him. Our new series, which we are starting today, is Behold, Divine Encounters this Christmas. And let's just quickly look at this verse. It's our key verse across this theme. Luke 2, verse 8 to 9. Now they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I will bring you good tidings of great joy to which will be to all people. So as we approach Christmas season and as we're in this series, we're gonna ask questions each and every week to you. When we encounter our God, when we encounter him, when we encounter the divine, what is revealed? What does that encounter reveal about our hopes, our dreams, our insecurities, our doubt? And the other question we're going to ask is, what does a divine encounter reveal to us about God himself? So we're going to each week look at a different angle of Christmas. And today we're starting with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Next week is Joseph, the non-biological father of Jesus. And then the third week is a group of shepherds. And all of these characters, Mary, Joseph and the shepherds have a behold moment. They all experienced an angelic, a divine visitation, which immediately possibly leaves them feeling afraid. Fearful, apprehensive, uncertain. Has anyone experienced those feelings before? They have an initial shock when they have that encounter moment. And as it wears off, they're faced with the reality of what does this future hold? They weren't expecting some of those futures or experiences. But what is ahead for them? It's interesting, the word divine. Um, Do you use that word often? Maybe you use it to describe food. That ice cream, that gelato was just divine. Oh, that steak with that creamy garlic sauce. Oh, it was just divine and scrumptious. We're having steak tonight, Martin. You can cook it. We can overuse that word divine, can't we? But actually the word divine means of God. So when we're talking about these God encounters or these divine encounters, we are talking about the experiences and moments of God. Have you had many of those divine encounters with God? For my life, I know I've had divine encounters with God and one that stands out for me was during COVID. Who recalls those times when you could only leave your house for one hour? One hour. Those one hour moments were very precious if you have family. It was an hour of silence. I often would use my hour to go for a walk. And um, we're very fortunate to live near the beach. And so I'd always put music on in my ears, in my ears. And I recall just going up to the top of a hill and looking out over the ocean It was a time of uncertainty and unease across the earth and just, you know, I just remember going up there and the worship song was on and I don't even remember what it was, but as I was standing at the top of the hill, there was no one around and I just started singing and I lifted up my hands and worshipped the creator of this world. It was so tangible that moment and I'm just standing there just looking out and I'm like, God, you're meeting with me right now. On the top of this hill, often I go for walks still over that hill, and I remember that moment because it was him and me. Another time I recall another time of uncertainty. It seems like a theme in my life, um, but I was unsure about a decision and direction, and I was praying. And I was outside watching my youngest play and I just, you know, while Ben's playing, I'm just like, God, you've got to speak to me. You've got to direct me. I need some sort of sign like, God, just show me. As I was just sitting there and I'm looking out, watching Ben and just sitting um, on the grass and then this plane just drove, well, not drove, but flew by (laughs) and it started to form these letters in the sky. And you might think that's just a coincidence, but I believe that was God speaking to me because the words that were written in the sky helped me to know the direction for my life. And I want to encourage you that you too can have those divine moments of God. It might seem really practical, might be just you in your bedroom on the floor, could be in the bathroom because it's the only moment that you get But God wants to meet with each and every single one of us and encounter us. And I believe he's going to encounter you today in a precious, precious way. So maybe you are like me and you haven't witnessed an angel in front of you. If you have, I'd love to come and speak to you after. But all of us can probably identify moments and experiences that you've had of God. Let's read about Mary's behold moment, her in divine encounter Luke 1, verse 26 to 38. If you have your Bibles, open it up. If not, it's up here on the screen. In the sixth month of the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern. What sort of greeting this might be? And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And you will behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High God. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be called will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold your relative Elizabeth in her old age will also conceive a son, and this is the sixth month which with her who was called Baron for nothing will be impossible with God, said. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Wow, what incredible response from Mary to not able to um, have relations with a man, discovers that she's pregnant. I know when I discovered that I was pregnant, my reaction may have been a little bit different. It was like, what the heck's going on? Um, But isn't it amazing that this woman met an angel and hears that she's going to carry the most high God. So yes, she was initially freaked out, But let's look at her response because her response is significant. Verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. And verse 34, how, how will this be? She asked the angel. If we hear from Tim Keller, Mary's response is this. The word wondered is not a great translation the Greek word means to make an audit. It's an accounting word and it means to be of adding things up, weighing and pondering, to be intensely rational. Have we got rational people here this morning? <laughs> Always auditing, weighing things up. Of course she is troubled, as any normal person would be by such She is asking, am I really seeing an angel? Is this a hallucination? What is going on? She does not immediately accept the message, but instead asks, how can this be? Mary shows us that responding in faith is a whole person experience and that does include intellect. So whenever we encounter the divine, whenever we encounter God, There is always a significance to our response. The prophet Isaiah encounters God and this is his response, Isaiah 6, 5. And he said, "'Woe to me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I will dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts.'" In Exodus, Moses also has a response to God when he asked God to show him his face, to show him his glory. And this is what happens. Let's read it, Exodus 33. But he said, God said, you cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live And the Lord said, "'Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock, "'and while my glory passes by, I will put you on the cleft of the rock, "'and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. "'And then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back.'" but not my face shall be seen. Wow, what an incredible response that is. So across these three weeks, we're going to ask these, qu- three, these two questions. What does this divine encounter reveal to us today about Mary and therefore ourselves? And what does this divine encounter reveal to us about God? So part of Mary's response to, to the divine encounter is found in her song, Who Loves Singing?, in her song, not many of you. We're going to sing at the end. I'm just going to warn you. No. It's, it's a response in her song when she meets her cousin Elizabeth who is carrying John the Baptist. Let's quickly look at that now, Luke one forty six, And Mary, she says, or she sings... My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in the God, my Saviour, for he has looked on the humble estate of this servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for he is mighty and he has done great things for me and holy is his name. I'm trying to start singing for you. Because it might help you. No. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generations to generations. And he has shown strength with his arm, and he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. And he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. And he has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to his fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring ever. What an incredible response that Mary has as she sings. Yes, she has encountered an angel. She is heard to be told that she's going to carry Jesus and he's going to change the world and make a difference. But what an incredible response that she has. She sings. And if you read those words, she sings with such grace. She sings with such power and humility. She sings to God and she's like, you chose me. You chose me, and she sings. In verse 48, it says, she says this, for he has been mindful of this humble state of this servant. What is God looking for in us as we respond to him? Verse 50, his mercy extends to those who fear him. Verse 52, he has brought down rulers from their thrones, but he has lifted At the humble. He has filled the hungry, verse 53. He has filled the hungry with good things, but sent the rich away empty. Her response, what is God looking in us? If we look at beautiful Mary, her response and the characteristics that she had, maybe that's what God is looking for us in us as well. Humble, to fear him, to be hungry. See, Mary's life was nothing extraordinary at all she wasn't on track to be this influencer she was mostly poor as we can see in that verse it actually is talking about food she didn't have a lot of wealth he was filled with the hungry it wasn't metaphorical but maybe like if we look at her she wasn't nobody really if we think about it she but God had other plans for her life So what does the divine encounter reveal about Mary and therefore in us? Point number one, what Mary saw as disadvantage, God saw as advantage. Humility, contentment, a simple life and the fear of God. Now the fear of God is not that we are afraid of him, but it's that we choose to please God rather than pleasing man in our responses. So God worked these attributes in her life through the circumstances that she found herself in. Her circumstances were of advantage because Mary allowed them to produce in her the characters that found favour in the sight of God. So what may God be desiring to work in your life? If you think about your life, maybe you're going through a tough situation at the moment. Maybe things are not going to plan. But what is God wanting to form in you and develop in you? What characteristics is he wanting to develop in you to be more and more like him? We can often look at those circumstances and think, woe is me or no one else experiences those, it's it's easy for them. Look at them, it's always easy. But maybe God is just taking you through those wilderness moments or those trials or those difficulties because he is doing an inner work in us, just possibly. Maybe what situations or circumstances that you've previously seen as an obstacle, but just maybe God's going to use that. For His glory, Romans eight twenty eight says this, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purposes, Thessalonians five eight eight it says this or eighteen. Give thanks, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So, what does Mary's divine encounter? reveal about herself? What does God want to reveal in yourself today? Point number two, what does Mary's divine encounter reveal to us about God? You know, the amazing thing about God, as we grow older, wiser, maturer, is that we're always going to discover more and more about Him because there is so much to discover. We're never going to get to an age and say, I know it all because we're never going to know it all, are we? But we can ask the question today, what can we discover about God? Point number two, God is not limited to human ideas of influence. So even though Mary was from a small rural village, there was probably no way for her to be on track to be a massive influencer, but God still used her for his glory. So no matter your position, no matter my position, no matter your background, no matter your socioeconomic status, God can still use you. God can still use me. 1 Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians 1.27, it says this, God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. Isaiah 55 verse 8 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Maybe no one has heard of Mandra. Maybe no one has heard of Hall's Head or Erskine or San Remo. Maybe no one has heard of this town. Beldivis, who knows? But I believe that influence will come from this place because God doesn't look at status. He doesn't look at position. He looks at your heart. He looks at your heart and your obedience to Him. So maybe, just maybe, from this small coastal town, What could God do through you? Maybe you did not complete higher education. Maybe you're here today and you're struggling with school and your grades. Maybe you're walking through a very financial time of hardship. Just maybe there's a lot of strain going on and a lot of loss. But our God is greater. He is so much bigger and he will use who he wants to use because God is not limited to human ideas of influence. See, there is a God hope, a God hope, which is greater and bigger than any of us could imagine. And that doesn't mean that everything's going to go well and easy all the time for us. No, Mary still had challenges and she still had circumstances that she had to navigate and get through. But when we embrace God's plans for our lives, we get to play a much bigger part of the story. We get to walk through life and see people transformed. Cities won for Jesus, schools won for Jesus, our families turned around for Jesus. We get to be a part of redemption for humanity. See, God's master plan is not limited to the rich, the powerful, the influential or the elite. Can I encourage you today that God has a plan for you. No matter what age you are, God has a plan for you. Charles Burgeon says this, that Mary sings over an unborn mercy. We read her song when she met Elizabeth. We read her response and the song that she sang. But the thing that I love about Mary is that she sang. I'm going to invite the guitars, back up, please. And I want us to take a moment as we come to a close. What are the sum of the God promises that are not yet born that you can sing over? Mary, pregnant, her unborn, the unborn King, sings a song that Wow, God, you chose me. Yeah, maybe life looks different to what I thought or imagined but today I'm going to sing what song is within you even though the miracle has not yet taken place what song is within you and will you still praise and give glory to God if you think about a pregnancy it takes nine months for the baby to form in the mother's womb and yes, sometimes as a mother, you want to hurry that process along, don't you? But it takes time. And sometimes in life, we get a picture or a glance of what God has. But we're that instant world, aren't we? We, we want it now. But allow time for that dream, for that birthing, for that development to occur. You don't always have to have it right here and right now. But allow God to take you on the process because that's the most beautiful part is the process. The process is important because that's where we learn the character of God. The process is important because that's where we learn who we are more in God. So go on the process with Him because we don't want the baby to come too soon, do we? We want the baby to come at the right time. And I want to encourage us over that time and that period, that incubation period, Allow God to do what He needs to do in your life, in our life. Even in this church, sometimes like we've got all these ideas that we want to do. All the time, there's always ideas that we want to do. But maybe it's just not the right time. Maybe we need to keep praying over those visions and those ideas that God has given us and allow God to continue to do behind the scenes, not have to happen right now. Maybe in your life you're believing for a miracle. I loved the time of worship that we had and I looked around. Most of us had our hands up. We're believing for miracles. And as you're just in that time, as you're in a place believing for miracles, can I encourage you to sing over those miracles use words of, of um, declaration over those miracles if you're believing for your father-in-law to be saved use your words to to declare that God's going to bring salvation if you're believing for mental health breakthrough use the words and sing over your mind if you're believing for a house to be sold declare and sing that the house will be sold if you're believing for work and opportunities sing. Sing, O barren woman, sing, sing. Because there's so much power in our words and in our voice. The enemy wants to silence us. But we have a voice that God has given us. Use your voice because we will not be silenced. We will not be silenced because I know when God has a plan and when He has a purpose, we will see it come to pass. What song is within you? You may not have to physically sing a song like Mary, but what song is within you? Will you still praise Him? Will you give Him glory? And will you still sing? Mary had a response. We all have a response that we can bring. And right now today, you might be in this place and you don't yet know Jesus. When I was a young girl at the age of seven, that's my first response to God. No, sorry, age five, where I said yes to Jesus and I was baptised. At the age of five, I responded to Jesus. And you might be in this place today and yet not know Jesus. But today, the first response is to say yes to Him. That He will be Lord and Saviour of your life. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'd love to encourage you if you're in this place and you don't yet know Jesus or have invited Him into your life, that your response to Him today will be, yes, Lord, I choose you. I choose you as Lord and Saviour of my life. And if you're here today, just lift up your hand. Yes, I'll see it. And the host team, I see that young hand over there in the corner. Let's give that young person a clap.